I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to your bonus episode slash Teasler Sizzler on Shameless Sex. It's uh, officially just Teasler and Sizzler now. Yeah, Teasler and Sizzler. We, we didn't choose one. We're just going with We're both. We're going both. We like both of We're them. double teaming it. We're do- oh, double teamed. We're double teamed that. So sometimes we put something on the air on a Friday. You know, we usually see you next Tuesday on Tuesdays, but uh, we like to put some the bonus episodes on the occasion, whether it's us having a topic that we want to share with you or sometimes we're promoting other podcasts that we really believe in. Um, this one in particular is the Double Teamed Podcast. And Double Teamed is part of our wonderful podcast network, the Pleasure Podcast Network. We love the network. We love you, Cam. We love also Cammy, who is which is Double Teamed. So, Cam and Cammy. That's, that's so serendipitous. Cam and Cammy. And then Cammy and Nikki uh, have the Double Teamed Podcast. Our twins. I know. Identical and, twins. They look identical. And Cammy's awesome. So I haven't met Nikki, but I imagine if you're twins, you have, you're both probably somewhat awesome, right? Right. I'm assuming. She sounds awesome on air. They both oh. do. And their relationship is fucking awesome because they're talking about sex all the time right. with each other. And and, and really opening up the non-monogamy journey yes. for people. Yeah. Yeah. From polyamory to sex parties, even watching your partner have sex with other people to kink. No topic is off the table at Double Teamed. So this episode, we're giving you a little 10-minute clip, a little, little teasla. Um, and they, this is Cammy and Nikki talking about their recent sexual journeys and re- with with relationships. Um, particularly, there's a relationship dynamic there with a, um, a marriage and a divorce, and the ex husband's new partner and how they're embracing this world of um, all being connected still after this, like and also the healing after relationships. What happens with your friendship circles, and especially when you're coming from more of like a poly relationship, and now you have you see your partner with someone new, and they're all like part of the same rave family in this, this case. Uh, oh, wow. And it sounds like a really beautiful journey. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's also like, this was hard. And here's how what worked. And here's how I learned and how we grew. And here, here's what I'm really happy to say that we're we're all really close now, and but it wasn't easy. And now it's fabulous. So um, really, really insightful, fun, playful. Uh, and April's going to tell you a little bit more about the, the Double Team yeah, Podcast. Yeah, let's get a little context here. So the Double Team Podcast is hosted by twins, Cammie and Nikki. It's on, they're on a mission to bring awareness to non-monogamy, kink, and sexuality to help make these taboo subjects more understood and accepted by our younger generations. Cammie and Nikki love to get honest and vulnerable with their listeners, discussing their experiences in open relationships, dating, dominance and submission, and sex parties. Find them anywhere you listen to podcasts and across your favorite social media platforms. All right, let's get to this teasla. And then that weekend, I went to a wedding. It was our friend's wedding in Minnesota. Our one of our rave fam members. Yes, one of our rave fam. Well, two of them. They married each other. Anyways, and 
my ex-husband was there with his girlfriend. This was actually, we. the last time that we had seen them was what, EDC back in May? Was it? Yeah. God, that feels like it was so much sooner. I know, but that was, yeah, it was back Are in... You no. Know? Yeah. Um, oh, I know, no, we saw him, but we saw him the week later at the... We saw him a week later at that park. Still, late May. Yeah. Okay, so last time we saw him last was Last time we saw him was May. And so that when we first saw them at EDC, like, it was definitely very emotional. I cried. Kimi cried. We all know that I cried. Everyone cried. Yeah. And then when we saw them a week later... His girlfriend cried. His girlfriend cried. Yeah, she cried too. When we saw them a week later, it was better and it was great, but we only saw them for, like, an hour before we left, so it wasn't very long. And then when we saw them this time, like, we were all there together for this wedding, staying at the same hotel, hanging out with all of our friends, and honestly, like, it felt completely normal. It felt like it had when we all hung out together, you know, two summers ago, when we were all, you know... In our little dynamic, you know, obviously back then I was married to him and she was his girlfriend, but like this time it just, you know, all that really felt different was like, obviously they were the more kind of together couple and then Kimi and I were just more like friends and like, but, but it felt normal. We joked like normal. We talked like normal. Yeah. So it was, it was really nice because like, honestly, you know, for me uh, at the end of my marriage, like one of the things that I wished for the most was that my ex-husband and I would still be able to maintain a friendship. And obviously, like, immediately that wasn't really an option because you needed, we, everyone needed time to let feelings dissipate and to let the pain kind of go away and everything. And, and I feel like by now, you know, it's been, what, over a year? Nearly two. Nearly two years. It'll be two years in September. Oh, that's right. Oh, shit. Yeah, nearly two years. And it, it feels like we can all be at a place where we can, like, be friends. And, like, you know, I remember that night at the wedding, Nate came up to me and he was like, and he was like, I just want to let you know that I'm glad that we can all hang out like this. And he was like, I still love you. I, I still care about you. And like, none of that has changed. But like, I'm so happy with where my life is. And I'm so happy that we can all be friends again. And so like, that was really nice. Seeing Nate during EDC was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was, you know, because I was shrooming um, or what. But <laughs> but it was it was super emotional. And um you know, but also at the same time, like we also have a rave family that he's included in. And if it's anything that we were all trying to work towards was being able to put everyone together again. I, I, I feel like I did a little bit of like work through that in therapy so that this time when we did see him at the wedding and saw his his girlfriend like it was a lot easier and smoother and it did make me super super happy that we were able to like all connect in that way and it just goes to show that for people in your life that you really really care about like no matter no matter the pain if the care and love is there like you can always come back it might not look the same but it can still come back in a way that's really meaningful and beautiful it reminds me of this quote that someone had said um, back when I, when I, my divorce started. I can't remember who said it, but I thought it was really profound and I really loved it. And it was like the end of one relationship is often the beginning of another with the same person. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, it felt like at least for me, like the ending of our marriage, obviously after we gave it some time and like we're able to, you know, he did therapy, I did therapy and, you know, we were able to work through a lot of our things. Now I feel like we kind of have this like rebirth 
in our relationship, but it's like, you know, a, a platonic friendship of like two people that really love each other, really care for each other and things like that. So it's for anyone that's, you know, had to end a relationship with someone that they still really care about or, you know, things just didn't go as you had planned, but like you want to like maintain a friendship with that person, whatever it may be. Like, I I just, I think if you're both in it and you're both like willing to accept like a new dynamic that is platonic and that is, you know, a friendship and with still a lot of love and care, like it is very possible and very doable. It's also just hilarious when like, (laughs) I don't know, there was that one couple there that I think had known y'all when you were married Oh, yeah, there was a couple there that met us when we were dating. Yeah. They met us when we were dating. They were there when we were engaged. Uh, they knew when we were married, like, and then here y'all were. And, yeah, and then Just here I am, as like, friends. as friends. He's got a girlfriend, and there I am, like, hugging his girlfriend goodbye in front of them and telling her I love her, because I do. Like, I still have a lot of love for her. So I, I'm sure to them they were like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but... Also, one of my favorite moments was we were all sitting around the table talking. Nate was like telling someone about two two friends of ours from Kansas. Oh yeah, and he was and (laughs) (laughs) this part cracks me up. So Nate was telling this person about our two friends, and he was like, "Nicole, do you remember them?" And And he was like, "I don't think you ever met." Yeah, he was like, "I don't think you ever met the guy." And I was like. And then I gave him a look, and then it suddenly clicked for him. That was a couple we had a foursome with. And I was like, what do you mean I never met that guy? I literally blew him in a foursome. Like, I don't understand how you You were there. You were there. You were going down on the girl. Like, I don't... I remember that part. I was just like, are you kidding me right now? And then as soon as he caught on, he was laughing. And then we both kind of had this moment where we were just like, you know... It, it, we were able and to it like, is, yeah, it is fun to like way. be able to joke about that kind of stuff. Like I remember we were joking around about like our Vegas trips that we used to go on with his girlfriend and him when y'all yeah. were, mm-hmm. when you and him were still married and when know, we had the airplane, she had brought, oh yeah, she we had, brought, it was like a hot August weekend <laughs> on our way to Las Vegas and she brought hard boiled eggs in the airplane. <laughs> so gross it was so bad and i remember the whole time afterwards they were like they were joking about how like before they were like oh this would be a great snack for the plane and then during they were like what the fuck were we thinking and kimi and i just had to suffer through that i was so pissed disgusting (laughs) yeah so anyways it was it was really great to to see them We're, we're planning a trip in september to go camping with some of our rave fan members and like we invited them i don't know if they can make it but like we still invited them because, like, if they can, you know, we'd love to have them there. So, and that was a big thing for Nate, too. Whenever we did end our relationship, like, I do think a lot of our rave fam, like, was very shocked by what happened. And they all knew us from, like, you know, right. We met a lot of them when Nate and I first got married. So, like, they'd known us our entire, you know, seven-year marriage just about. So I think they were a little shocked by everything, but, and of course they were apprehensive towards like his girlfriend because they were like, who is this girl that came in? And like, you know, now their marriage is ending and our friend group is, doesn't look the same, blah, blah, blah. And so I, everyone was like in a state of shock, but then also had kind of their like reservations. 
And I told them all, like, when we were, you know, in, when we would hang out and stuff, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's his choice, like, we should respect it. I think a lot of them, like, felt betrayal on my behalf, which I appreciated, but I told them, like, I didn't want them to take sides, but obviously, like, one of our fam members is, like, one of my bestest, bestest friends, and so, of course, like, I went to her for a lot of things and whatnot, so, like, things with the friend group got messy, and so, you know, when we were all together at EDC and they saw that we were, like, starting to kind of make up again... And then at the wedding, the same, it it kind of gave them the, I think the okay to be like, okay, now we can start accepting this person, his girlfriend into the friend group. And, and now that everyone's like, okay, we can all start kind of like co meshing again. So yeah, like I said, that has been really meaningful for me. It's something that I've wished for since we started our divorce. I never wanted to lose him as a friend. I didn't want to lose her as a friend. And I, and I like, I want them to continue to be a part of our rave fam and our friend group. And Cause our rave fam is like a cult. We are a little culty. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We are culty. Like <laughs> we are, we're we very have selective 14 group chats. <laughs> <laughs> all about different subjects so there's so it's there's a mean wait hold on chat. how many of us are there in that rave fam 10 of us hold on so there's 11 of us in this friend group we have six different group chats one is for when we're making travel plans one is for when we're sharing music one is the general chat for catching each other up on random things another one is a subset of those of us that live in southern california for when we want to get together another one is for edc and then there's one more. I don't know. Any single oh, there time? was a there was a subset of those of us that went to Hawaii together. Yep. So, <laughs> so there there's like I'm there's always lo- creating group chats. There's a lot of different group chats, and it's like a running joke in the rave fam because we're always like, oh no, another group chat. Like anytime, like there's like a few of us that are going to like something else or whatever. So it's pretty funny, but we are a pretty tight knit group. Um, and like I said, I'm just happy to be like welcoming my ex husband and his girlfriend back into that group. So, yeah. Anyways. But I mean, like I said, it's just it's a great example of how to reescalate. Yeah, reescalate a relationship. And I think the key things if you're going to reescalate a relationship is time. Give a give it time. Quite some time. At I know at least 6 months. Yeah, I know with on John Romanello's Q&As, I always see him suggest, like, especially when you break up with someone, whether that is like divorce or just a general breakup, the minimum time of like no contact should be, I think he said 90 days. Yeah, three months. Three months. Which is, I mean, I think around the time that we, there was a time period where like in the beginning we still talked quite a bit and then, and then we had a period where we like didn't have any contact for at least like probably three three to five months. Yeah. And then we kind of slowly, and then around the time that my dog died, then we kind we just reconnected again because he was there when our dog died. Um, but then after that, it was just kind of a very slow process. But I agree. I think you should have like no contact at all for at least three to six months. And then after at least six months, then like start off with very slow contact. And then, I mean, so yeah, it's been what, almost two years. Wow. Now, obviously, like, this doesn't have to be for everyone. Yeah, it doesn't have to be for everyone. But I would say, like, now, 
being over over a year and a half into this I I definitely feel more like comfortable obviously the first few times were rough like I said I cried a ton but now I'm like okay I, I can I've worked through a lot of the emotions blah 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 like I can I can start welcoming them back into my life The, the rave part. I like the stories of the relationships. They were like, oh my God, I'm so devastated. This is really heartbreaking. This is really hard. And then there's this beauty in there. And a lot of people think you can't date or sorry, you can't be close to one, your ex in general, uh, or you can't be close to uh, certainly not your ex's new partner. And there's a, there's beauty in this of like, and being able to go through the the challenge to embrace this part of like, this is still family. Fuck you out of that. that. It's helped me reframe my brain because my Midwestern brain was always drawing a, a solid line between that's your ex. Mm. You can't talk to them. And my partner has two solid ex baby mamas, right? That he was married to. And I love them both. Yeah. And this kind of, I think, hit home for me in that regard because there's fucking room for all of it. We're, I mean, we're in our own way when, when we're in our own way. I haven't banged like, out, by the, the way, his exes or anything. You have not banged no, out his exes? No, no. You mean you have not hooked up with his? Oh, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I, I was like, wait, what? Yes. No, you haven't. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> yes, side note on that one. Um, and yeah, I think that it's just, it's it's insightful and interesting. And even if you don't identify as a non-monogamous person, this podcast has a lot of things to offer you. Uh, kink, all the things, all the aspects of it. And they're fun and playful and awesome. So go check out the Double Team Podcast. Go check them out on social media. They're on all of the avenues where you can listen to podcasts. They release an episode every Thursday. Day. So go and listen now. If you go to Instagram and TikTok, go look at, at Double Teamed Podcast. And you can find and watch them on YouTube as well. All right. How do you like that sizzla? I love it. I'm hungry now for sizzla. And make sure it's double teamed with an ED. Oh, did I say team? No, you didn't. Oh. But I always hear it like that. And I I, I was like, oh. hmm, double I teamed. Make sure because if there's anyone like me out there, yeah. my my hard of hearing self. Uh, yeah. uh, me too? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Both of us. Are you we left sure. or right ear? We're double teaming our our uh, hard of hearingness. Are you left or right? Uh, right. Oh, I'm left. Oh, yeah, we're a great we combo. Go. Perfect. Twinning, but Woo! we're not actually twins. All right. We, <laughs> we love all of you. We'll see you next time for another episode of Shameless Sex. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.